Hey everybody, welcome back to a brand new episode of Pop and Off about pop culture. I'm your host, Maggie. And it's me, Steven. Guys, Beyonce is back. B is back, and I'm sleeping real good at night because <laughs> I we just have to get right into it. This album, I mean, I am just it's an album where like my favorite changes every day. And that means that it's it's 10 out of 10. 15 out <laughs> it's of 10. so good. It's so good. Oh my God. 10s, 10s across the board. Like mm-hmm. I just don't know how to describe my feelings toward this album. I'm in love with it. I think that it's genius. I just don't know how Beyonce keeps topping herself. I don't know how she keeps doing it. Because she's her. <laughs> she's the bar. <laughs> Like, literally, like, I just don't know anyone else besides, like, probably Lady Gaga that just keeps, like, reinventing themselves and it just keeps, like, working. Right. Yeah, like, you really have to these days because, like, I feel like things change so, so quickly. And Beyonce just fits in wherever she wants to. Like, she can be whoever she wants. She can do whatever she wants and it's all great. She just is that talented. (laughs) She literally can do nothing wrong. Nothing wrong. Because I know that. Oh, (laughs) I know. I just, I know a lot of people, you know, like there was never like any, anyone that was like going to hate the album, but there was some like skeptics about it. Just like, you know, the overall like vibe of the album just because break my soul was like a really out of the box song for beyonce right but oh my god when i put i'm that girl on uh, it starts with these motherfuckers or whatever whatever it says i literally can't even speak i'm just so bored (laughs) by this album (laughs) Oh my God. Just hearing that over and over again and like the transitions and everything is so good. Like I literally, it's so hard for me to pick a top three. It changes every day. I just know that my favorite is alien superstar. Since the first moment I heard it, I cannot get over it. (laughs) My favorite is cuff it. That's my second favorite. I think (laughs) it's so good. It's so happy. It's so fun. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, like, the rest are just, like, all equal. (laughs) Like, I like them all. I just, I know. Like, I get different ones stuck in my head every day. And I'm like, okay, this is, like, my new favorite. No, this is actually my favorite. No, I think this is my favorite. But I think, I Cuff It has, like, stayed pretty consistent in the number one spot for me. I think All Up In Your Mind is number two. Okay. Which, that needs some more love on the internet i don't know why it's like an underrated song because (laughs) it's so good the beats are so good also i guess that um ag cook who produces for charlie xcx produced that song so that's why you like it (laughs) yeah probably i think i don't know number three is either i don't see this i don't know (laughs) I think today number three is Church Girl. Okay. But sometimes it's America has a problem. Sometimes it's pure honey. Sometimes it's Virgo's groove. <laughs> yeah. I think 
Virgo's Groove is up there too. I really like that one. Yes. Alien and, Superstar. Yeah. Alien Superstar is so, still my favorite. Like I will never get over that. Literally oh. like her like or sampling too sexy for my shirt or interpolating or whatever that is yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't know the difference all the time but um wow genius <laughs> like such a catchy song but like I know but she like kind of changes the meaning because it's like she's like basically saying she's like so elegant and classy instead of like too sexy for my shirt you know yes Oh my God. I just love this album so, so much. Mm -hmm. I just, I don't know. I just don't know how she, I mean, well, I was going to say, I don't know how she topped Lemonade. I'm going to say she topped Lemonade because Lemonade is still my favorite Beyonce album. It's still in my top like three, maybe albums of all time. So I won't say that I topped Lemonade, but I will say that Lemonade, Renaissance, and Self-Titled are, like... Right. Yeah. The and top the, three. the three that have been back-to-back-to-back. Like yes. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's what I'm... Oh, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's just so good. Yeah. And I feel like Summer Renaissance is, like, a perfect closer song, too. Yes. It, it is. And it, it samples Donna Summer's I Feel Love. And, you know, it just makes you feel like you're just, like, swaying around, like, having a just, like, relaxing, enjoyable time. Like, it's yes. such a good ending to the, like, house music, dance music of the album. It's just, love it. It's just, I, I don't know, like, enough adjectives. I don't have enough adjectives in my vocabulary to describe just how amazing it is right and just Um, how gay it is it's so gay and I love it (laughs) in my mind like when I first listened to this album I was like wow she made a she made an album for people who watch RuPaul's Drag Race yep (laughs) yes she did yes she did maybe that's why I love it so much whether you're gay or a straight person who watches it I don't know for some reason that just like was what popped my mind (laughs) this is an album for RuPaul fans yes it's just oh it's just so like intoxicating yeah and speaking like, of that it's funny that she says like hunty and buss it and stuff like that yeah that's what I mean like it's so gay and just like some of the other things that she was saying in the songs like tens tens across the board like you know or like just or like the way she was like enunciating some of the words like in heated like the outro part like that's just yeah. so like that's very like drag ball. Yeah. It's just like we get to see her personality through the songs. I that's what I was thinking. Like I just feel like Beyonce, I mean, as like what is she like 40-ish now? Somewhere around there. Yeah, she's 40, I think. I just feel like she at this stage in her life, like knows who she is. She doesn't really care if anyone likes her, loves her, hates her. She's just making music that makes her feel good. And that's it. Right. That's really all there is to it. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> and it, it and it like really shows too, like with all like the I don't want to say drama or like controversy, just with like the stupid, like, I don't know, like Kellis saying that Beyonce stole her sample and put in energy 
And then, like, Vance was like, all right, I guess I'll just take it out then. Like, you're <laughs> whatever. So, yeah, she didn't even, like, say anything, I don't think. No, like, she just literally does not care. She's like, okay, there you go. You like, can have a bag. Boo. Like, who cares? <laughs> I know. If anyone's going to steal my music, I would like it to be Beyonce. Like, wouldn't that be an honor? I think so. <laughs> oh, and then did you see? <laughs> so, Beyonce also changed... I think in Heated, she changed some lyrics because she used the word spaz and then she changed it. I did see that. I think she changed it bounce on the ass or something. I don't, how did that go through? (laughs) We just went through this whole thing with Lizzo. Why did you guys not change it already? (laughs) That's what I was thinking too. I was like, we literally just went through this like a month ago. So um, yeah, but I mean like, so she changed it right away. And then Monica Lewinsky's out here like, um, hey, while you're at it, can you go back to the song Partition and take out my name and change those lyrics? It's like, girl, no, actually we can't. <laughs> yeah, that, that lyric is so iconic, but at the same time, a little problematic, but that's a topic for another day. <laughs> I just, it's like, Monica, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can't tell her how she feels because that would probably suck. But at the same time, whatever. This yeah. About you right now. <laughs> right. Like, just relax. <laughs> Maybe we'll get to it another time. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I just, I just, I don't know. Like I said, I just like don't have the words really to describe how I feel. And I listen to this album all the way through every day since it's come out. And I just don't remember the last time I did that with an album. Actually, yes, I do. It was Harry's House. But that didn't make me as excited as <laughs> Renaissance Act 1. I haven't done it since Charlie's album. So it's been a couple months. Yeah, it was a while ago. Yeah. So, yeah. I just I just always have the music in my head. I feel it in my body. I'm just always ready to turn on Renaissance Act 1. And I don't even know right. how I'm going to handle Act two and three i right what am i gonna do i don't know what is the world gonna do we'll, we'll get there when we get there I, <laughs> um, yeah i um also break my soul it's even better in the album placement that's okay i saw people <laughs> saying that on twitter and i don't know how that's true but like i agree right yeah because the first time i heard it i was like it like it went for, like because the, the transitions are so good on the album and oh, it like yeah. went right into break my soul and I was like oh my god this is wait what is this yeah. <laughs> I felt like a new song oh. and then everyone on Twitter's been saying the same thing and then like even just like the placement in the album like in between the other songs like it wow <laughs> yeah I mean everything is just so great Beyonce is so great you know long live queen bee i can't wait for the other two albums i truly don't know what i'm gonna do with myself i might just combust (laughs) okay moving on to taylor swift who surprisingly took the top spot for having the most carbon emissions from using her private jet and all this time, we thought it was little Kylie Jenner over there with her three-minute private jet 
trips, but it's mm-hmm. actually Taylor Swift. Were you shocked? I was. I was shocked. Yeah, like this was like breaking news. Like Kylie Jenner didn't even make the top 10. Travis Scott did though. Yeah, so. and Kim Kardashian. So I feel like I know Travis Scott's private jets are Kylie's, like not necessarily, but they probably yeah. overlap. <laughs> yeah, it's like tomato, tomato kind of. <laughs> <laughs> but I just love that Taylor Swift's publicist, like or like her team or whatever, were just like, so like Taylor doesn't just use it herself. She rents it out to her friends and stuff who like need to use it. It's like so. <laughs> It's the same thing. <laughs> yeah, it's still her jet. She's still letting people use it and emit all this pollution into the atmosphere. It's still on her right. dime. So even if it's not just you, okay, so 20 people are responsible for the most carbon emissions. It's right. still horrible. <laughs> no, they were really trying to spin it into being like, she's such a giving friend. Like, she just wants the best for everyone to have the best experiences. It's like, you're actually kind of making it worse because yeah, it's like actually 20 people's fault then. Right. And it's like, even the Swifties were speechless on this one. They didn't know what to say. Oh my God. The, the memes though. Hilarious. Pretty much. <laughs> it was like someone hanging out of a helicopter being like Taylor Swift on her way to get a cup of coffee from the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Taylor Swift on her way to the grocery store. <laughs> it's like the same. It's like, just people like flying jets or something it's so dumb but yeah the Swifties literally had nothing to say for once yeah I mean like I saw a few things but like for the most part they weren't even like backing up her publicist they were just like quiet (laughs) yeah it's probably for the best you know just like sit back and be like who all right um (laughs) there's literally nothing you can say no I know Oh, and then people, well, actually some Swifties were justifying it and they were saying like, well, how do you expect her to get on commercial flights? She would never have a moment of peace. It's like, well, I mean, big celebrities take commercial flights all the time and like she could just take, you know, like one of those like luxurious ones with like, like the seats are kind of like beds and stuff. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, just like have her security team around her or something like there is a way that she could take commercial flights there really is there's probably mm-hmm. a special way she can get through security and get on the plane with before everyone else and you know that whole hoopla that she'll that she can go through right and like no one would even know she was on their flight right yes there are definitely ways and like how often do you have to really be using that private jet <laughs> right right like, listen, if I owned a PJ, I might be taking it out every once in a while, but I wouldn't be taking it to just like the next state over. I could get on a commercial flight for that. Right. Like, I wish I had like a, like a, a pet, like a map or something to be like, oh, she flew here this weekend. The next weekend she flew here. This, right. this week she flew to four different states. I want <laughs> like, I a diagram. Like, I know that's like her own, like privacy and stuff but at the same time like yeah that might be like might be like a breach of security but right yeah and just like her own privacy she doesn't need that information out necessarily but I do want to know they can just just really take it like one state over yeah like like, what are we doing I don't know I don't live that life so I don't know (laughs) nor do I (laughs) 
I know. I wish I did, but you know, maybe one day I'll be rich and famous and like have the option to have a PJ, but I'll just be like, no, no. I just love the environment. (laughs) I'm just an environmentalist. I watched Wally when I was 10 and ever since then I've been an environmentalist. So right. And it's like, how do we get to this place where like Justin Timberlake is doing more for the environment? Right? (laughs) Because he offsets all of his carbon emissions from every tour by planting trees and stuff. He does? Yes. Oh, I didn't even know that. Justin Timberlake. (laughs) I think that 1975 did that too. So like he like remains carbon neutral on his tours. No way. I know, right? There's something good about him. Good for you, JT. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. I just thought of, I saw memes of her and <laughs> on the red carpet with the Lorax because she was like a voice in that movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> the Lorax would be so disappointed in her. I was, yeah, oh, my God. I can't believe I just thought, didn't think of that until now. Yeah, the there's like Lorax? a picture of her face and she like looks like stressed and it was like <laughs> the, the Lorax <laughs> knew what she was doing. <laughs> the lorax is turning over in his grave right now (laughs) knowing that taylor swift his co-star is polluting the earth is the lorax dead i don't know i just said that (laughs) he might be he's old (laughs) he could be i don't know (laughs) anyways let's get into the supposed olivia wilde florence Pugh, harry styles don't worry darling drama So a lot of people have like been kind of speculating for a little while now that Florence Pugh is just like not into Don't Worry Darling anymore. Like she has just not posted anything about it. She, I think like unfollowed Olivia Wilde on Instagram or something. I don't know how people ever find that shit out because it's like, why are you checking? Like, how did you know she called her in the first place? I don't know. That blows my mind every time that happens. But I just was reading this week that like more stuff has come out about it and it is kind of hard to like fully grasp like what the entire situation is because there's just like a lot of speculation but what I learned from the speculation is that Olivia Wilde so well let me back up that Florence Pugh was like not so thrilled with Olivia Wilde for getting with Harry on set because she was like technically still with Jason Sudeikis and she just like felt that was wrong or something that was like causing drama on set which like okay if it was if it was causing drama on set that's one thing but I don't know it's like not really your business if that's what was going on like I don't know why that would like make her so upset that she would like not want to be in- involved with the movie Right. And it's like so weird to me. It's like, why? Not that, like, I get why she would care, but like, why would that make you so uncomfortable that like you can't talk about the movie? Right. And then I was also reading about how Olivia Wilde wanted kind of like a, like a situationship or PR romance thing to happen between Florence Pugh and Harry and 
I just like don't know how that would work because Florence Pugh is actually dating Zach Braff in real life. They've been dating for like quite a while, I think. Yeah. And Florence Pugh was just like not into the idea for, you know, the reason that she's actually in a relationship and that she just like doesn't think that that needs to happen in order for the movie to like gain publicity and gain momentum. I guess Olivia Wilde was like really pushing for it. I don't know. I would just also read that the, that the the set was just like very hostile and Olivia Wilde treated Florence Pugh like not as nicely as the other cast and crew members. So I don't know, but now like none of them want to do press with each other. Like even Harry right. refuses to do press with Olivia, especially. And I don't know why they would have to do press together like they could avoid it and it could just be him and Florence Pugh because they're the main stars in the movie and they're a couple in the movie. So right. why couldn't they just do it? I don't know. And I, I just feel like-, like Florence Pugh also like thinks that Olivia Wilde and Harry are kind of like taking the spotlight off of her because like she is the main character. And I, I also know that Harry is not in it as much as everyone thinks, which like makes sense. He's only a supporting character, but yeah, I just think that she feels like, you know, I did all this work. I'm the main character. So why is everyone focusing on Olivia and Harry's relationship? Right. That's exactly what I think the main problem is. Because the movie is centered around her. I mean, like in the trailer, it seems like Harry Styles is going to be irrelevant. He's just going to be like her man candy, like on the side. Kind of like yeah. how women play the role in that. A lot of like thrillers where the guy's the lead. Mm-hmm. Um. So, like, I feel like she's just, like, upset because she's, like, an Oscar-nominated actress. She's And she's, like, the lead of this movie. And honestly, I see nothing talking about her in this movie. I see people talking about Harry and Olivia all the time. Mm-hmm. Which, um, truly, I also don't, don't understand because Olivia and Harry just literally, like, walk around with tote bags and that's it. They, like, don't make a scene. They don't post about each other. Right. They don't do anything to, like, garner attention but at the same time people are just so focused on harry that like every little thing he does whether it's with olivia or not is like now tied to her in some kind of a way yeah and you know which is tied to the movie and then everyone's like kind of forgetting about florence pew which like i do feel bad about so yeah i did read that they're all planning on being at the venice film festival you did? Because oh. I read that Harry was going to cancel his uh, appearance there. Oh, uh, well, the article I'm reading says he was still on to it, so maybe he's thinking about canceling. Maybe he'll or... go to the VMAs instead. <laughs> how do you not go to the Venice Film Festival? That's, <laughs> Sir, I know. how many be... more of those is he going to be at? Like, <laughs> maybe a lot, maybe none. <laughs> right? I don't know. Yeah, I wouldn't skip it. Like, just go and, like, Maybe if someone, like, asked them about, like, maybe if someone asked Florence Pugh about Olivia and Harry, she could just, like, from her media training, like, turn the question around and be like, well, yeah, they're great people, and, like, it was really great working with them, but, like, this movie means, you know, blah, blah, blah to me, and I'm just, like, so excited to, like, play the main character, and, like, the story is just so great. I'm so glad I got to, like, convey it in this kind of a way, blah, blah, blah. Like, I just feel like you could really... I feel right. like you could really do that. Right. Definitely. 
And like, I feel like it's so crazy though that she's not said a single word about Olivia Wilde. I know. Not good or bad. No, that's <laughs> like, why people that, are so like. That's skeptical. weird. Because everyone's like, oh my God, like this director was so good. Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Nothing. <laughs> I know. Like that it's... is, that's the biggest red flag. <laughs> I know. I know. Like not even the posting. I feel like that is a bigger red flag. Yeah, that's how I feel because Olivia Wilde did make a post about Harry and Florence Pugh like way back. I think I think either before they started filming or after it wrapped. But just both of them were just both of them were just her like praising them and stuff and like thanking them for just like being the characters and like bringing it to life and you know stuff like that but after that nothing right and there was I think that there's a group picture of like the day that filming wrapped and she's not in the group picture that Olivia posted and Florence isn't in the picture but she's like the main characters yeah it's just like very small details that people are picking up on and like piecing them together even notice any of these things (laughs) No, like I, I can be like a sleuth if I want to. I just like to let other people do the work, and then I true, read. so true. Like, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, like I really appreciate it. I do. Like, you're out there doing God's work, and it's hard. <laughs> <laughs> it is hard. <laughs> it is. I, I acknowledge that. <laughs> but yeah, I really hope that they all go to the Venice Film Festival. Like, we do need press for this movie. This isn't a movie that could just like skate by even though like it already does have some buzz around it, like it needs more. Right. I mean, I feel like if they don't promote it, like, yeah, it's going to do well because of Perry fans, but like mm-hmm. it could be do better than that, you know? Mm-hmm. Like it could re- reach a wider audience than just Harry Styles fans. Not that that isn't a huge audience as it is, but no, like, but... it has the potential to do a lot more. I mean, it's going to the Venice Film Festival. <laughs> right. Yeah. And like people will like it more like people who aren't Harry fans will like it because it's a good movie. Exactly. You know, so. Oh, I was also saying to Maggie, there's always the potential that the movie is shit. And that's why Florence Pugh isn't talking about it much. That's true. <laughs> that's there's like, always that potential. <laughs> that's like at the bottom of the list of theories. <laughs> but it, there is still a chance. There's a little bit of a chance. Maybe Olivia Wilde is just the worst director. And, no, uh, listen, she directed Book Smart. She can't be bad. True, true. Didn't write it though. <laughs> yeah, but, but Book Smart's so, so good. Like, I just. <laughs> that movie can do no wrong. No, that movie's incredible. If you haven't watched down, what the fuck you're doing? <laughs> yeah, true. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Moving on to the HBO Max and Discovery Plus drama. And I call it drama Ugh. because it's causing so much drama so these streaming service these streaming services are merging together which is very random they're they are very very different platforms discovery plus is like hgtv 90 day fiance animal planet naked and afraid and hbo max is like good shows and good movies (laughs) 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 sorry to conjuring kesha but that's yeah. just the reality. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> yeah, like HBO is like the gold standard. <laughs> it is. It and like I, has been and it is. 
I don't know how they're merging together, like how that's going to work. But HBO Max is like literally just like (laughs) tearing down, tearing down so many projects, just taking them, lighting them on fire and watching them burn to the ground. There was like two movies that were in the end stages of production, like filmed everything. Batgirl. Batgirl and Scoob, (laughs) the Scooby-Doo movie. Yeah, but first, like, that's disrespect. And they're just not releasing it. No, yeah. Batgirl so was completely done. It was just waiting for a release date. Yeah, that's what the scoop was, too. Yeah. It was like, they might do some minor production, but, like, it's done. <laughs> it's Yeah. Both of them are shelved, and they will be forever. And another thing I'm really, I'm really upset about is that Sex Lives of College Girls got pulled even though they were in the middle of filming season two. And I guess it just like doesn't matter whether it's done or in the middle of filming or like you're about to film. Like HBO Max will cut the cord right then and there. But Sex Lives of College Girls was such a huge hit, like right off the bat. I loved it. Steven loved it. We were both so excited for season two. And it was finally a show that wasn't centered around 15 16 year olds having sex doing drugs like all this crazy shit that like normal teenagers don't do but these girls are like in the show are very normal they're very relatable and Mm -hmm. i'm not watching characters that are supposed to be minors have sex right i'm watching adults do it now so it's more comfortable (laughs) it is (laughs) No, it really. But is. it's just like I don't, I don't get. Like I get that they're getting, they're changing their platform, okay, which is stupid, and that means they're going to need to like change some content. Why would you change things that are already done or in the progress of being done? That's in the what process I of being done. Like if it's filming, leave it. Let's cancel stuff that hasn't filmed yet. <laughs> right. That would make sense. But no, HBO Max is just pulling the plug on so many things. And I just, I don't know. This just like is not a good look for any streaming service because I just feel like that makes it so easy for any streaming service to just like pull the plug on projects that people really love. Right. But like for the sake of what exactly? Like I'm, that's what I'm confused about. Like what are we making room for? I don't get it. It doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> it makes sense to nobody, though. So maybe people get bullied into fixing it. I I think personally for a sex size, sex, I cannot say that. Why is that such a tongue twister for me? <laughs> <laughs> sex size of college girls. I think it's going to move to a different platform. Because it, I don't know. Mindy Kaling could probably shop it around. and That's what I was going to say. Because it's Mindy Kaling. She mm-hmm. already has a show on Netflix. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think she had a movie on Hulu. She's probably worked with like all of these different things. She's worked with different networks. Yeah. So she's reliable. Yeah. The Mindy Project is all on Hulu. So Mm -hmm. either one of those it'll probably go to. So, but like, I guess that more details will be known in October. But I'm, as of right now, I mean, like I'm upset, but I'm not worried yet. I'm not like in tears over it. Right. 
But like HBO Max is my favorite streaming platform. I think it's the best. That's what a lot of people say. I don't really watch a lot of shows on there other than Euphoria and Sex Lives of College Girls. Oh, and um, the other two that better not get pulled. Yeah. I will cry over that. I wouldn't be surprised. No, no, no. It's supposed to come out this year too. The third yeah, season. Exactly. It's like things like that, like HBO Max or just HBO Originals in general, because it had every single HBO show from its conception. So like, yeah, we could watch all those things and they're all like quality for the most part. Is yeah. that going to be gone? <laughs> I know. I don't like, know. Are they going to get rid of HBO originals too? <laughs> I don't know. That's just what I'm, I don't know. I don't know what direction the streaming platform is going to take, but it doesn't look like a good one. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Before we get into our toast and our roast, we have to talk about Katy Perry throwing pizza into a sea of gays. <laughs> <laughs> And these were some big-ass pieces of pizza. Yeah, they were like New York slices. Yeah. And you know what? I would be I would be fighting for a New York slice. Eating that off the ground. Oh, I would. <laughs> oh, my God. Every day I think about Joe's Pizza in New York. Oh, my God. Delicious. Truly, 2 a.m., drunk off my ass, eating a big slice of Joe's greasy pizza. There's really nothing better. <laughs> Anyways... <laughs> <laughs> um yeah katie perry was at like i don't even know where she was where was she that's a good question okay. i didn't really ask questions i just like watched the video and laughed <laughs> yeah like she was behind like the dj booth at like some bar club festival it's really anybody's guess it looks like a gay club to me yeah and she was just taking pizza out of a box that someone was holding and just throwing it into the crowd and people were catching it well, not, I was just dropped to the floor well, too. <laughs> and like, she just looked like she was the happiest I've ever seen her in her life. She was like bopping back and forth. She had the biggest smile on her face, not even looking, just casually throwing the pizza <laughs> to the wind. Like, it, could be, it could be snacking people in the face and she would not even have known. <laughs> oh my God. It was just so good. It was just like so out of context. And I think, like, she quoted the video or, like, the video that someone posted on Twitter. And she was, like, a mother feeding her young. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Katy Perry's funny sometimes. <laughs> I feel like she's the funniest when she's just herself. Yeah, when she's not, like, acting like a psycho on a 72-hour live stream. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, that's all. I don't know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, when she's just, like, her weird quirky self she's just like kind of fun and lovable and she yeah. goes to these other places sometimes you're like okay that's yeah it's true but Katy Perry throwing pizza at, it had to be mentioned these <laughs> wild gay men is just yeah it had to be mentioned we had if you haven't seen the video go watch it it's so funny I brought it up at work the other day I had to show all my coworkers like right that minute <laughs> <laughs> did they laugh they did. They, good. I mean, it's funny. <laughs> good, good. <laughs> okay. We can get into our toast and our roast now. So go ahead. All right. <laughs> My roast goes to Riverdale. <laughs> Who's watching this show? I just want to talk. <laughs> How did it so, make it seven seasons? 
That's how, oh man, <laughs> what was that? I knew it was a lot, but seven. Yes, this is the I seventh I stopped watching season. in season two. <laughs> yup, yup, after Betty was pole dancing to Mad World, that's when I said, yeah, I gotta get out of here. Yeah, so basically, I think it was the season finale. Cheryl, for some reason, had superpowers, and she was like flying through the sky and shooting out these things from her hand. And then I read people commenting saying that she like she saved the town with her powers and then she transported them all to 1960s or something like that. <laughs> and then like I remember seeing stuff on TikTok like in the last year before this season like Betty was like a CIA agent and Jughead was in World War II or something like I don't really know what these timelines are, how they got superpowers, how they're traveling through time. <laughs> Like, what happened to, like, a murder mystery? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, literally, it started off as, like, a very simple murder mystery. And it somehow evolved into supernatural, different time periods, but at the same time, same time period. I don't know. It was just that clip, Mm -hmm. though. I don't know why I watched the whole thing, but I did. And then oh, I, I think I was just looking at it like, what the fuck? Like you didn't believe it was happening. Yeah. Like I was like, what am I, what am I watching? What am I doing? Like this cannot be Riverdale. Yeah. Like how, how did we get here? <laughs> right. And I, I actually know don't want to know. <laughs> no, I don't really care. Everything I've learned about that show since I've watched it has been not of my own volition. <laughs> um, and I, I, I did see that Sabrina, like the Sabrina the Teenage Witch, was in this season too. I think she's and been you... in the past couple seasons. Oh, oh, okay, sure. <laughs> I don't know how I know that, or if, I, if that's even true, but yeah. So I guess that brings the magic element into it. But that's like magic is like different than superpowers so I don't really know <laughs> but anyway that's all I really got to say about that if you're watching it don't because I like don't that's know. not even I... like that's not even like good enough to be like you know what I mean it's like it's so bad it's good like no that's just too bad no it's just so bad it's terrible so bad it's bad <laughs> yeah anyway um my toast goes to Angelica Ross for being the first trans woman to star in Chicago on Broadway um love her always breaking down barriers doing such great things for the LGBTQ community mm-hmm. and I think she's gonna do great she's starring as the lead Roxy Hart and that was Renee Zellweger's part in the movie um so yeah she's literally the lead wow so, good for her yeah Love that. I don't know much about Broadway. I've said that in the past, but I've seen the Chicago movie. So Okay. You know enough. <laughs> I know enough. <laughs> I know she's the lead. <laughs> yeah. I mean, whether or not you know enough or you know anything about Broadway, this is still exciting. Right. So I'm happy about that. At first I thought it was the first trans lead on Broadway, and I was like, that doesn't make sense. And then I saw it was the first trans lead of Chicago. So a little different okay. <laughs> makes more sense yeah 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 it's like Definitely. I was like Broadway's so gay I'm guaranteed there's been trans people in every Broadway musical <laughs> right <laughs> no no of the last sense. like 20 years <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay my roast is still kind of staying 
on the topic of shows that I love that are being canceled. And my rose goes to Amazon Prime because they canceled The Wilds after two seasons. If you don't know what The Wilds is, it's a really, really good show. It like pulls you in from the from the very beginning. It's so good. It's I haven't really seen a show like it. And it's really hard to get me to watch new shows because as we all know, I like to watch the same five reality TV shows over and over and over again. But this show, I was like on the, on the edge of my seat every episode. It's just so, so good. But it got canceled. And literally all this show needed was one more season to wrap it up. If it went any right. further than that, it wouldn't have been good. It needed one more eight episode season to just wrap everything up because there were still a lot of questions, but it could have been wrapped up in just one more season. That's all we fucking needed, Amazon Prime. Right. It pisses me off because, like, they could have ended the show this season. Like, they could have answered the questions if they wanted to. Mm-hmm. Like, I wish we just ended it. Th- like, I wish they ended it instead of, like, having a cliffhanger and then it getting canceled. <laughs> yes. But, okay, listen, this is my villain origin story. It is, <laughs> it is shows that I genuinely love and have a really great interest in getting canceled after two seasons. And not just getting canceled, but getting canceled on a cliffhanger. Because this mm-hmm. also happened to friends from college on Netflix. No, you, you were going to say that, it. it. Listen, I think about that show. I'm not kidding you every single day. That show was so, so good. And Netflix canceled its own original show. I don't know why they do that either. But why, why on a cliffhanger? I'm never going to know what happens. I'm going to have to make it up in my head. I know, right? And literally anything could happen in the wilds. Yes. Anything. Like there was any so of the many... characters could have died. Like Yeah, there were so many things I was so like skeptical about. And oh, I'm just, I'm really, really mad. I really, really love that show. And Friends from College. Can we bring that one back to Netflix? Please. <laughs> okay, my toast goes to Jinx Monsoon, who just won the all winners season of all stars from on rupaul's drag race and i love jinx monsoon she's been one of my favorite drag queens and winners there she is like of all time like definitely on my list of top 10 people she's just like really really great and she is just like so good at her craft like she like really knows who she is like who her character is but at the same time she can like easily adapt to maybe different aspects of drag that like she's not really known for but she just did so great throughout the entire season and I don't know I just feel like she has also been like very open about her journey with like you know gender discovery and stuff and she just says that drag kind of like let her know who she like really was on the inside and I don't know, I think that I think that drag does that for everyone who does drag, which is great. And I just love her. So congratulations to her. And she won two hundred thousand dollars. That's a lot of money. And yeah, then some. Is. And then some because if you win, if you're in the top two this season and you won the lip sync, then you get ten thousand dollars. Oh. All right. 
So I think she won 240,000 dollars altogether. Hmm, good for her. Yeah, that's crazy. And isn't she the first two-time winner? Yes. Yeah. I saw that. I think, well, I mean, because like anyone would have been the first two-time winner because (laughs) all these people were winners from their regular Yeah, I guess that's less of an accomplishment because it had to be one of them, but still, she's the first. (laughs) Yeah, true. And I hope that she's the only. Like, I don't really want another all-winners season. Like, this was good. This was enough. Like, a lot of fan favorites came back, and Raja came back, who we haven't seen since season three. So... Yeah, we got to know the Vivian who won season one of UK Drag Race. So overall, it's like a really good season. I really, really enjoyed it. And I haven't enjoyed Drag Race in a long time. Yeah, I feel like you're always like, eh, I'm behind, whatever. Well, it's just gotten to be like very like predictable. Like I know what kind of drag queens are going to be there. Like there's going to be like the creepy queen, like the campy queen, the comedy queen, the look queen the queen that like isn't really sure of herself like she's probably gonna win it all anyways like I just like already know how it's gonna play out mm-hmm. like we're going on season 15 so like understandable but right. I don't know I feel like I feel like drag race needs like a break like they need to switch to like once a year or something I feel like it's getting too much <laughs> it is too much and they make the seasons longer and longer every year I feel like like season 14 was on for like I think seven months or something six oh months. my god yeah because they just keep like not sending people home or like they like don't send people home for like how many weeks at the at a time in the beginning and just like it's old so I'm like I'm over it right and it definitely I feel like it needs a little freshen and up <laughs> I think so too like I really really love the format of it I really like the familiarity of it at the same I mean you know even though I just said like I can kind of predict what's going to happen but I think that at the same time like it does need it needs a little bit of a revamp like we need to redo the workroom or something we need to bring in new challenges because every challenge is the same too right I feel like if they if they make it once a year instead of like twice it would give them like room to try out more things and to really think about it and like workshop things, you know? Yeah. And I also think a smaller cast, like no more than 12 people. Well, how much are on it now? Like 14 or 15. Okay. And I just feel like that's a lot. Like 10 to 12 like, is good. Right. I feel like it's good for shows to like, I get why they start doing two, like all these reality shows, like The Voice, American Idol, they like, they start off really strong and they're like, okay, let's get more popular. So they do two seasons a year and then everyone gets sick of them. (laughs) Right. And I mean, you know, I mean, there is something to be said that RuPaul's Drag Race is going on its 15th season and that's incredible. And so many people are like, so many new viewers are tuning in and watching it, but like, we do need to change it up a little bit. need to change up the formula. Right. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, VH1, contact me if you want some new fresh ideas, because I do have some, actually. (laughs) (laughs) All right. That is all that we have for today. I don't know why I said it like that, but whatever. You can follow us on Instagram at Popping Off About Pop Culture. You can listen to us anywhere you stream podcasts. Give us a five-star rating. 
anywhere you can do that. Um, leave us a comment, like, subscribe, tell your friends, tell your family, tell a stranger on the street, and go stream Renaissance for yeah. the thousandth time if you have to, because I'm about to. I really am. <laughs> do it. <laughs> we'll see you guys, or we'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. See ya. Hey everybody, welcome back to a brand new episode of Pop and Off about pop culture. I'm your host, Maggie. And it's me, Steven. Guys, Beyonce is back. B is back and I'm sleeping real good at night. Because <laughs> I, we just have to get right into it. This album, I mean, I am just, it's an album where like my favorite changes every day. And that means that it's, it, 10 out of 10. 15 out <laughs> it's of 10. so good. It's so good. Oh my God. 10s, 10s across the board. Like, mm-hmm. I just don't know how to describe my feelings toward this album. I'm in love with it. I think that it's genius. I just don't know how Beyonce keeps topping herself. I don't know how she keeps doing it. Because she's her, <laughs> she's the bar. <laughs> Like, literally, like, I just don't know anyone else besides, like, probably Lady Gaga that just keeps, like, reinventing themselves and it just keeps, like, working. Right. Yeah, like, you really have to these days because, like, I feel like things change so, so quickly. And Beyonce just fits in wherever she wants to. Like, she can be whoever she wants. She can do whatever she wants, and it's all great. She just is that talented. <laughs> she literally can do nothing wrong. Nothing wrong. Because I know that, oh, <laughs> I know. I just, I know a lot of people, you know, like, there was never, like, any anyone that was, like, going to hate the album, but I, there was some, like, skeptics about it, just, like, you know, the overall, like, vibe of the album just because break my soul was like a really out of the box song for beyonce right but oh my god when i put i'm that girl on uh, it starts with these motherfuckers or whatever whatever it says i literally can't even speak i'm just so bored (laughs) by this album (laughs) <laughs> oh my god just hearing that over and over again and like the yeah. transitions and everything is so good like I literally it's so hard for me to pick a top three it changes every day I just know that my favorite is alien superstar since okay. the first moment I heard it I cannot get over it <laughs> my favorite is cuff it that's my second favorite I think <laughs> it's so good it's so happy it's so fun mm-hmm. oh. Um, and then, like, the rest are just, like, all equal. <laughs> like, I like them all. I just, I know. Like, I get different ones stuck in my head every day. And I'm like, okay, this is, like, my new favorite. No, this is actually my favorite. No, I think this is my favorite. But I think, I Cuff It has, like, stayed pretty consistent in the number one spot for me. I think All Up In Your Mind is number two. Okay. Which, that needs some more love on the internet i don't know why it's like an underrated song because (laughs) 
it's so good the beats are so good also i guess that um ag cook who produces for charlie xcx produced that song so that's why you like it (laughs) yeah probably i think i don't know number three is either i don't see this i don't know (laughs) i think today number three is church girl okay but sometimes it's america has a problem sometimes it's pure honey sometimes it's virgo's groove (laughs) yeah i think virgo's groove is up there too i really like that one yes alien superstar yeah alien superstar is still my favorite like i will never get over that literally like her like or sampling too sexy for my shirt or interpolating or whatever that is yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't know the difference all the time but um wow genius <laughs> like such a catchy song but like I know but she like kind of changes the meaning because it's like she's like basically saying she's like so elegant and classy instead of like too sexy for my shirt you know yes Oh my God. I just love this album so, so much. Mm -hmm. I just, I don't know. I just don't know how she, I mean, well, I was going to say, I don't know how she topped Lemonade. I want to say she topped Lemonade because Lemonade is still my favorite Beyonce album. It's still in my top like three, maybe albums of all time. So I won't say that I topped Lemonade, but I will say that Lemonade, Renaissance, and Self-Titled are, like... Right. Yeah. The and top the, three. the three that have been back-to-back-to-back. Yes. <laughs> right, yeah. That's what I'm... Oh, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's just so good. Yeah. And I feel like Summer Renaissance is, like, a perfect closer song, too. Yes, it, it is. And it, it samples Donna Summer's I Feel Love, and, you know, it just makes you feel like you're just, like, swaying around, like, having a like relaxing enjoyable time like it's it's such a good ending to the like house music dance music of the album it's just love it it's just I I don't know like enough adjectives I don't have enough adjectives in my vocabulary to describe just how amazing it is right and just Um, how gay it is it's so gay and I (laughs) love love it <laughs> in my mind like when I first listened to this album I was like wow she made a she made an album for people who watch RuPaul's Drag Race yep <laughs> yes, she did. yes she did maybe whether that's why I love it so much whether you're gay or a straight person who watches it I don't know for some reason that just like was what popped in my mind <laughs> this is an album for RuPaul fans yes it's just oh it's just so like intoxicating yeah and speaking like, of that it's funny that she says like hunty and bus it and stuff like that. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like it's so gay. And just like some of the other things that she was saying in the songs, like tens, tens across the board, like, you know, or like just or like the way she was like enunciating some of the words, like in heated, like the outro part. Like that's just yeah. so like that's very like drag ball. Yeah. It's just like we get to see her personality through the songs I that's what I was thinking like I just feel like Beyonce I mean as like what is she like 40 ish now somewhere around there yeah she's 40 I think I just feel like she at this stage in her life like knows who she is she doesn't really care 
if anyone likes her, loves her, hates her, she's just making music that makes her feel good. And that's it. Right. That's really all there is to it. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> and it, it and it like really shows too, like with all like the I don't want to say drama or like controversy, just with like the stupid, like, I don't know, like Kellis saying that Beyonce stole her sample and put in energy. And then like Beyonce was like, all right, I guess I'll just take it out then. Like, you're <laughs> whatever. So yeah, she didn't even like say anything, I don't think. No, like she just literally does not care. She's like, okay, there you go. You like, can have a bad. Like, who cares? <laughs> I know if anyone's going to steal my music, I would like it to be Beyonce. Like, wouldn't that be an honor? I think so. <laughs> oh, and then did you see? <laughs> so Beyonce also changed. I think. In heated, she changed some lyrics because she used the word spaz and then she changed it. I did to, see that. I think she I changed like, bounce on the ass or something. I don't. How did that go through? We just went through this whole thing with Lizzo. Why did you yeah. guys not change it already? <laughs> That's what I was thinking too. I was like, we literally just went through this like a month ago. So, um, yeah. But I mean, like, so she changed it right away. And then Monica Lewinsky's out here like, um, hey, while you're at it, can you go back to the song Partition and take out my name and change those lyrics? It's like, girl, no, actually we can't. <laughs> yeah, that... That lyric is so iconic, but at the same time, a little problematic, but that's a topic for another day. <laughs> I just, it's like, Monica, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can't tell her how she feels because that would probably suck, but at the same time, whatever. This yeah. about you right now. <laughs> right. Like, just relax. <laughs> Maybe we'll get to it another time. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I just... I just, I don't know. Like I said, I just like don't have the words really to describe how I feel. And I listened to this album all the way through every day since it's come out. And I just don't remember the last time I did that with an album. Actually, yes, I do. It was Harry's House. But that didn't make me as excited as (laughs) Renaissance Act 1. I haven't done it since Charlie's album. So it's been a couple months. Yeah, a while ago yeah so yeah I just I just always have the music in my head I feel it in my body I'm just always ready to turn on renaissance act one and I don't even know how I'm gonna handle act two and three I right what am I gonna do I don't know what is the world gonna do we'll we'll get there when we get there (laughs) Um, yeah I um also break my soul it's even better in the album placement. That's okay. I saw people <laughs> saying that on Twitter and I don't know how that's true, but like, I agree. Right. Yeah. Cause know. the first time I heard it, I was like, it like, it went for like, the, cause the transitions are so good on the album and oh, it like yeah. went right into break my soul. And I was like, Oh my God, this is wait, what is this? Yeah. <laughs> I felt like a new song. Oh. And then everyone on Twitter has been saying the same thing. And then like, even just like the placement in the album, like, in between the other songs like it wow (laughs) yeah I mean everything is just so great Beyonce is so great 
you know, long live Queen Bee. I can't wait for the other two albums. I truly don't know what I'm going to do with myself. I might just combust. (laughs) Okay. Moving on to Taylor Swift, who surprisingly took the top spot for having the most carbon emissions from using her private jet. And all this time, we thought it was little Kylie Jenner over there with her three-minute private jet trips, but it's Mm -hmm. actually Taylor Swift. Were you shocked? I was. I was shocked. Yeah, like, this was, like, breaking news. Like, Kylie Jenner didn't even make the top ten. Travis Scott did, though. Yeah, and Kim Kardashian. So, I feel like I know Travis Scott's private jets are Kylie's. Like, not necessarily, but... They probably overlap. <laughs> yeah, it's like tomato, tomato, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> but I just love that t- Taylor Swift's publicist, like, or like her team or whatever, were just like, so like Taylor doesn't just use it herself. She rents it out to her friends and stuff who like need to use it. It's like, so? <laughs> it's the same thing. <laughs> yeah, it's still her jet. She's still letting people use it and emit all this pollution into the atmosphere it's still on her right. dime so even if it's not just you okay so 20 people are responsible for the most carbon emissions right. that's still horrible <laughs> they were really trying to spin it into being like she's such a giving friend like she just wants the best for everyone to have the best experiences it's like you're actually kind of making it worse because yeah it's like actually 20 people's fault then Right. And it's like, even the Swifties were speechless on this one. They didn't know what to say. Oh my God. The the memes though. Hilarious. <laughs> Pretty much. It was like someone hanging out of a helicopter being like Taylor Swift on her way to get a cup of coffee from the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Taylor Swift on her way to the grocery store. <laughs> it's like the same. It's like just people like flying jets or something. It's so dumb. But yeah, the Swifties literally had nothing to say for once. Yeah, I mean, like, I saw a few things, but, like, for the most part, they weren't even, like, backing up her publicist. They were just, like, quiet. <laughs> yeah, it was probably for the best, you know, just, like, sit back and be like, ooh, all right. Um. <laughs> There's literally nothing you can say. No, I know. Oh, and then people, well, actually, some Swifties were justifying it. And yeah. they were saying, like, well, how do you expect her to get on commercial flights? She would never have a moment of peace. And it's like, well, I mean, big celebrities take commercial flights all the time. And, like, she could just take, you know, like, one of those, like, luxurious ones with, like, like the seats are kind of, like, beds and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, just, like, have her security team around her or something. Like, there is a way that she could take commercial flights. There really is. There's probably mm-hmm. a special way she can get through security and get on the plane with before everyone else. And, you know, that whole hoopla that she'll, that she can go through. Right. And like, no one would even know she was on their flight. Right. Yes. There are definitely ways. And like, how often do you have to really be using that private jet? <laughs> right. Right. Like, listen, if I owned a PJ, I might be taking it out every once in a while, but I wouldn't be taking it to just like the next state over. I could get on a commercial flight for that. Right. Like I wish I had like a, like a, a pet, like to, 
a map or something to be like, oh, she flew here this weekend. The next weekend she flew here. This right. this week she flew to four different states. I want <laughs> like, I know a that's diagram. Like, I know that's like her own like privacy and stuff, but at the same <laughs> yeah. time, like I yeah, that might know. be like might be like a breach of security, but <laughs> right, yeah, and Whatever. just like I her was... own privacy. She doesn't need that information out necessarily, yeah. but I do yeah. want to know. They like, can did just you just really us. take it like one state over? Yeah, like, like what are we doing? I don't know. I don't live that life, so I don't know. <laughs> Nor do I. <laughs> I know. I wish I did, but you know. Maybe one day I'll be rich and famous and like have the option to have a PJ, but I'll just be like, no, no. Oh, I just love the I environment. <laughs> I'm just an environmentalist. I watched Wally when I was 10, and ever since then I've been an environmentalist. So I just- right. And it's like, how do we get to this place where like Justin Timberlake is doing more for the environment? Right? <laughs> because he offsets all of his carbon emissions from every tour by planting trees and stuff. He does? Yes. Oh, I didn't even know that. Justin Timberlake. <laughs> I think that 1975 did that too. So like he like remains carbon neutral on his yeah. tours. No way. I know, right? There's something good about him. Good for you, JT. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I just thought of, I saw memes of her and... <laughs> on the red carpet with the Lorax because she was like a voice in that movie oh yeah oh my god (laughs) the Lorax would be so disappointed in her I was oh oh my god I can't believe I just thought didn't think of that until now yeah there's like a picture of her face and she like looks like stressed and it was like (laughs) the the Lorax (laughs) knew what she was doing The Lorax is turning over in his grave right now, <laughs> knowing that Taylor Swift, his co-star, is polluting the earth. Is the Lorax dead? I don't know. I just said that. <laughs> he might be. Okay. He's old. <laughs> he could be. I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, let's get into the supposed Olivia Wilde, Florence Pugh, Harry Styles, Don't Worry Darling drama. So. A lot of people have, like, been kind of speculating for a little while now that Florence Pugh is just, like, not into Don't Worry Darling anymore. Like, she has just not posted anything about it. She, I think, like, unfollowed Olivia Wilde on Instagram or something. I don't know how people ever find that shit out because it's like, why are you checking? Like, how did you know she followed her in the first place? I don't know. That blows my mind every time that happens. But I just was reading this week that like more stuff has come out about it and it is kind of hard to like fully grasp like what the entire situation is because there's just like a lot of speculation but what I learned from the speculation is that Olivia Wilde so well let me back up that Florence Pugh was like not so thrilled with Olivia Wilde for getting with Harry on set because she was like technically still with Jason Sudeikis and she just like felt that was wrong or something that was like causing drama on set which like okay if it was was causing drama on set that's one thing but I don't know it's like not really your business if that's what was going on like I don't know why that would like make her so upset that she would like not want to be involved with the movie 
Right. And it's like so weird to me. It's like, why? Not that, like, I get why she would care, but like, why would that make you so uncomfortable that like you can't talk about the movie? Right. And then I was also reading about how Olivia Wilde wanted kind of like a like a situationship or PR romance thing to happen between Florence Pugh and Harry. And I just like don't know how that would work because Florence Pugh is actually dating Zach Braff in real life. They've been dating for like quite a while, I think. Yeah. And Florence Pugh was just like not into the idea for, you know, the reason that she's actually in a relationship and that she just like doesn't think that that needs to happen in order for the movie to like gain publicity and gain momentum. I guess Olivia Wilde was like really pushing for it. I don't know. I was just also reading the, that the, the set was just like very hostile and Olivia Wilde treated Florence Pugh like not as nicely as the other cast and crew members. So I don't know. But now like none of them want to do press with each other. Like even Harry right. refuses to do press with Olivia especially and I don't know why they would have to do press together like they could avoid it and it could just be him and Florence Pugh because they're the main stars in the movie and they're a couple in the movie so why couldn't they just do it I don't know and I I just feel like Florence Pugh also like thinks that Olivia Wilde and Harry are kind of like taking the spotlight off of her because like she is the main character and I I also know that Harry is not in it as much as everyone thinks which like makes sense he's only a supporting character but yeah I just think that she feels like you know I did all this work I'm the main character so why is everyone focusing on Olivia and Harry's relationship right that's exactly what I think the main problem is because the movie is centered around her I mean like in the trailer it seems like Harry Styles is going to be irrelevant he's just gonna be like her man candy like on the side Kind of like yeah. how women play the role in that. A lot of like thrillers where the guy's the lead. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I feel like she's just like upset because she's like an Oscar-nominated actress. She's and she's like the lead of this movie. And honestly, I see nothing talking about her in this movie. I see people talking about Harry and Olivia all the time. Mm-hmm. Which um, truly, I also don't don't understand because. Olivia and Harry just literally like walk around with tote bags and that's it. They like don't make a scene. They don't post about each other. Right. They don't do anything to like garner attention. But at the same time, people are just so focused on Harry that like every little thing he does, whether it's with Olivia or not, is like now tied to her in some kind of a way. Yeah. And, you know, which is tied to the movie. And then everyone's like kind of forgetting about Florence Pugh, which like I do feel bad about. So... Yeah, I did read that they're all planning on being at the Venice Film Festival. You did? Because I read that Harry was going to cancel his uh, appearance there. Oh, well, the article I'm reading says he was still on to it. So maybe he's thinking about canceling. Maybe he'll go to the VMAs instead. (laughs) How do you not go to the Venice Film Festival? That's (laughs) How many more of those is he going to be at? Like, (laughs) maybe a lot, maybe none. (laughs) Right? I don't know. Yeah, I wouldn't skip it. Like, just go and, like, 
maybe if someone like asked them about like maybe if someone asked Florence Pugh about Olivia and Harry she could just like from her media training like turn the question around and be like well yeah they're great people and like it was really great working with them but like this movie means you know blah 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 to me and I'm just like so excited to like play the main character and like the story is just so great I'm so glad I got to like convey it in this kind of a way blah 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 like I just feel like you could really I feel like you could really do that right definitely and like I feel like it's so crazy though that she's not said a single word about Olivia Wilde I know not good or bad no that's (laughs) why people are so like that's weird because everyone's like, oh my God, like this director was so good, blah, 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 mm-hmm. nothing. <laughs> I know. Like that it's... is, that's the biggest red flag. <laughs> I know. I know. Like not even the posting. I feel like that is a bigger red flag. Yeah, that's how I feel because Olivia Wilde did make a post about Harry and Florence Pugh like way back. I think, I think either before they started filming or after it wrapped but just both of them were just both of them were just her like praising them and stuff and like thanking them for just like being the characters and like bringing it to life and you know stuff like that but after that nothing right and there was I think that there's a group picture of like the day that filming wrapped and she's not in the group picture that Olivia posted and Florence isn't in the picture but she's like the main character so yeah it's just suspect. like very small details that people are picking up on and like piecing right, them like, together I don't even notice any of these things <laughs> no like I I can be like a sleuth if I want to I just like to let other people do the work and then I true read. so true like thank you <laughs> yeah I know yeah like I really appreciate it I do like you're out there doing God's work and it's hard <laughs> <laughs> it is hard <laughs> it is I I acknowledge that <laughs> but yeah I really hope that they all go to the Venice Film Festival like we do need press for this movie this isn't a movie that could just like skate by even though like it already does have some buzz around it like it needs more right I mean I feel like if they don't promote it like yeah it's gonna do well because of Perry fans but like mm-hmm. it could be do better than that you know mm-hmm. like it could re- reach a wider audience than just Harry Styles fans not that that isn't a huge audience as it is but no like but, it has the potential to do a lot more I mean it's going to the Venice Film Festival <laughs> right yeah and like people will like it more like people who aren't Harry fans will like it because it's a good movie exactly you know so oh I was also saying to Maggie there's always the potential that the movie is shit and that's why Florence Pugh isn't talking about it much that's true <laughs> that's there's like- always that potential <laughs> that's like at the bottom of the list of theories (laughs) but it there is still a chance there's a little bit of a chance maybe olivia wilde is just the worst director and no uh, listen she directed book smart she can't be bad true true didn't write it though (laughs) yeah book smart's so so good like i just (laughs) that movie can do no wrong no that movie's incredible if you haven't watched down what the fuck you're doing (laughs) yeah true okay (laughs) yeah All right, moving on to the HBO Max and Discovery Plus drama. And I call it drama because it's causing so much drama. So these streaming service, these streaming services are merging together. 
which is very random. They're, they are very, very different platforms. Discovery Plus is like HGTV, 90 Day Fiance, Animal Planet, Naked and Afraid, and HBO Max is like good shows and good movies. (laughs) 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 Sorry to Conjuring Kesha, but that's just the reality. (laughs) Yikes. Yeah, like HBO is like the gold standard. (laughs) It is. It like has been and it is. I don't know how they're merging together, like how that's going to work. But HBO Max is like literally just like (laughs) tearing down, tearing down so many projects, just taking them, lighting them on fire and watching them burn to the ground. There was like two movies that were in the end stages of production, like filmed everything. Batgirl. Batgirl and Scoob, the yes. Scooby-Doo movie. Yeah, first, like, that's disrespectful. And they're just not releasing it. No, yeah. Batgirl so was completely done. It was just waiting for a release date. Yeah, that's what the Scoob was too. Yeah. It was like, they might do some minor production, but like, it's done. <laughs> it's Yeah. Both of them are shelved and they will be forever. And another thing I'm really, I'm really upset about is that Sex Lives of College Girls got pulled, even though they were in the middle of filming season two. And I guess it just, like, doesn't matter whether it's done or in the middle of filming or, like, you're about to film. Like, HBO Max will cut the cord right then and there. But just- Sex Lives of College Girls was such a huge hit, like, right off the bat. I loved it. Steven loved it. We were both so excited for season two. And it was finally a show that wasn't centered around 15, 16-year-olds having sex, doing drugs, like all this crazy shit that like normal teenagers don't do. But these girls are like in the show are very normal. They're very relatable. And Mm -hmm. I'm not watching characters that are supposed to be minors have sex right i'm watching adults do it now so it's more comfortable <laughs> it is <laughs> no it really but is. it's just like i don't i don't get like i get that they're getting they're changing their platform okay which is stupid and that means they're gonna need to like change some content why would you change things that are already done or in the progress of being done in the process of being done like if it's filming leave it let's cancel stuff that hasn't filmed yet (laughs) right that would make sense but no hbo max is just pulling the plug on so many things and i just i don't know this just like is not a good look for any streaming service because i just feel like that makes it so easy for any streaming service just like pull the plug on projects that people really love right but like for the sake of what exactly like I'm that's what I'm confused about like what are we making room for I don't get it it doesn't make sense to me (laughs) it makes sense to nobody though so maybe people get bullied into fixing it I I think personally for a sex size sex I cannot say that why is that such a tongue twister for me (laughs) (laughs) sex size of college girls I think it's gonna move to a different platform because I don't know, Mindy Kaling could probably shop it around. and That's what I was going to say, because it's Mindy Kaling. She mm-hmm. already has a show on Netflix. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? I think she had a movie on Hulu. She's probably worked with like all of these different things. She's worked with different networks. Yeah. So she's reliable. The, yeah. The Mindy Project is all on Hulu. So mm-hmm. either one of those it'll probably go to. So, but like, I guess that more details will be known in October. But I'm, as of right now, I mean, like, I'm upset, but I'm not worried yet. I'm not right. like in tears over it. Right. Yet. Like, HBO Max is my favorite streaming platform, I think it's the best. That's what a lot of people say. I don't really watch a lot of shows on there other than Euphoria and Sex Lives of College Girls. Oh, and um, the other two. That better not get pulled. Yeah. I will cry over that. I wouldn't be surprised. No, no, no. It's supposed to come out this year, too. The third yeah, season. Exactly. It's like things like that, like HBO Max or just HBO Originals in general, because it had every single HBO show from its conception. So like... yeah. We could watch all those things and they're all like quality for the most part. Is yeah. that going to be gone? <laughs> I know. I don't like, know. Are they going to get rid of HBO originals too? <laughs> I don't know. That's just what I'm, I don't know. I don't know what direction the streaming platform is going to take, but it doesn't look like a good one. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Before we get into our toast and our roast, we have to talk about Katy Perry throwing pizza into a sea of gays. <laughs> <laughs> and these were some big ass pieces of pizza. Yeah, they were like New York slices. Yeah. And you know what? I would be, I would be fighting for a New York slice. Eating that off the ground. Oh, I would. <laughs> oh my God. Every day I think about Joe's pizza in New York. Oh my God. Delicious. Truly 2 a.m. drunk off my ass eating a big slice of Joe's greasy pizza. There's really nothing better. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> um, yeah, Katy Perry was at like, I don't even know where she was. Where was she? That's a good question. Okay. I didn't really ask questions. I just like watched the video and laughed. <laughs> yeah, like she was behind like the DJ booth at like some bar club festival it's really anybody's guess it looks like a gay club to me yeah and she was just taking pizza out of a box that someone was holding and just throwing it into the crowd and people were catching it well not <laughs> just dropped to the floor well, too <laughs> and like she just looked like she was the happiest i've ever seen her in her life she was just, like bopping back and forth she had the biggest smile on her face not even looking just casually throwing the pizza <laughs> to the wind like, it, could be, it could be snacking people in the face and she would not even have known oh my god it was just so good it was just like so out of context and I think like she quoted the video or like the video that someone posted on Twitter and she was like a mother feeding her young (laughs) (laughs) that's funny Katy Perry's funny sometimes (laughs) I feel like she's the funniest when she's just herself yeah when she's not like acting like a psycho on a 72 hour live stream (laughs) Oh, yeah, well, that's all. I don't know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, when she's just, like, her weird, quirky self, she's just, like, kind of fun and lovable. And yeah. she goes to these other places sometimes, you're like, okay, that's... Yeah, it's true. But Katy Perry throwing pizza... At, it had to be mentioned. these wild gay men is just, yeah, it had to be mentioned. We had. And if you haven't seen it. the video, 
go watch it. It's so funny. I brought it up at work the other day. I had to show all my coworkers like right that minute. <laughs> <laughs> did they laugh? They did. Good. I mean, it's funny. <laughs> good, good. <laughs> okay. We can get into our toast and our roast now. So go ahead. <laughs> all right. My roast goes to Riverdale. <laughs> Who's watching this show? I just want to talk. <laughs> how did it make oh, it seven seasons? That's how, oh man. <laughs> I didn't know it was that. I knew it was a lot, but seven. Yes, this is the I seventh I stopped watching season. in season two. <laughs> yup, yup. After Betty was pole dancing to Mad World, that's when I said, yeah, I got to get out of here. <laughs> yeah, so basically, I think it was the season finale. Cheryl, for some reason had superpowers and she was like flying through the sky and shooting out these things from her hand and then I read people commenting saying that she like she saved the town with her powers and then she transported them all to 1960s or something like that (laughs) and then like I remember seeing stuff on TikTok like in the last year before this season like Betty was like a CIA agent and Jughead was in World War II or something like I don't really know what these timelines are, how they got superpowers, how they're traveling through time. Like, what happened to, like, a murder mystery? (laughs) Yeah, literally, it started off as, like, a very simple murder mystery. And then somehow evolved into supernatural, different time periods, but at the same time, same time period. I don't know. It was just that clip mm-hmm. though I don't know why I watched the whole thing but I did and then oh, I, I think I was just looking at it like what the fuck like you didn't believe it was happening yeah like I was like what am I what am I watching what am I doing like this cannot be Riverdale yeah like how how did we get here <laughs> right and I, I actually know don't want to know <laughs> no I don't really care everything I've learned about that show since I've watched it has been not of my own volition <laughs> um and I, I I did see that Sabrina like the Sabrina the Teenage Witch was in this season too I think she's and been you... in the past couple seasons oh oh okay sure <laughs> I don't know how I know that or if, I, if that's even true but yeah so I guess that brings the magic element into it but that's like magic is like different than superpowers so I don't really know <laughs> but anyway that's all I really got to say about that if you're watching it don't because like that's not even like that's not even like good enough to be like you know what I mean it's like it's so bad it's good like no that's just too bad no it's just so bad it's terrible so bad it's bad (laughs) yeah anyway um my toast goes to Angelica Ross for being the first trans woman to star in Chicago on Broadway um love her always breaking down barriers doing such great things for the LGBTQ community mm-hmm. and I think she's gonna do great she's starring as the lead Roxy Hart and that was Renee Zellweger's part in the movie um so yeah she's literally the lead wow oh, good for her yeah Love that. I don't know much about Broadway. I've said that in the past, but I've seen the Chicago movie. So Okay. You know enough. <laughs> I know enough. <laughs> I know she's the lead. Yeah. I mean, 
whether or not you know enough or you know anything about Broadway, this is still exciting. Right. So I'm happy about that. At first, I thought it was the first trains lead on Broadway, and I was like, that doesn't make sense. And then I saw it was the first trains lead of Chicago. So a little different. Okay. <laughs> it makes more sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah. I was like, Broadway's so gay. I'm guaranteed there's been trains people in every Broadway musical. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, no. Of the last like 20 years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. My roast is still kind of saying, still kind of staying on the topic of shows that I love that are being canceled. And my roast goes to Amazon Prime because of that. My roast goes to Amazon Prime because they canceled The Wilds after two seasons. If you don't know what The Wilds is, it's a really, really good show. It like pulls you in from the from the very beginning. It's so good. It's I haven't really seen a show like it. And it's really hard to get me to watch new shows because as we all know, I like to watch the same five reality TV shows over and over and over again. But this show, I was like on the on the edge of my seat every episode. It's just so, so good. But it got canceled and literally all this show needed was one more season to wrap it up if it went any further than that it wouldn't have been good it needed one more eight episode season to just wrap everything up because there were still a lot of questions but it could have been wrapped up in just one more season that's all we fucking needed amazon prime right it pisses me off because like they could have ended the show this season like they could have answered the questions if they wanted to Mm -hmm. like i wish we just ended it like i wish they ended it instead of like having a cliffhanger and then it getting canceled <laughs> yes but, okay listen this is my villain origin story it is, <laughs> it is shows that i genuinely love and have a really great interest in getting canceled after two seasons and not just getting canceled but getting canceled on a cliffhanger because this mm-hmm. also happened to friends from college on netflix no you were gonna say that, it. <laughs> it listen i think about that show i'm not kidding you every single day That show was so, so good. And Netflix canceled its own original show. I don't know why they do that either. But why, why on a cliffhanger? I'm never going to know what happens. I'm going to have to make it up in my head. I know, right? And literally anything could happen in the wilds. Yes. Anything. Like, any of the characters could have died. Like Yeah, there were so many things I was still, like, skeptical about. And... Oh, I'm just, I'm really, really mad. I really, really love that show. And Friends from College. Can we bring that one back to Netflix, please? (laughs) Okay, my toast goes to Jinx Monsoon, who just won the all-winners season of All-Stars from on RuPaul's Drag Race. And I love Jinx Monsoon. She's been one of my favorite drag queens and winners or she is like of all time like definitely on my list of top 10 people she's just like really really great and she is just like so good at her craft like she like really knows who she is like who her character is but at the same time she can like easily adapt to maybe different aspects of drag that like she's not really known for but she just did so great throughout the entire season And I don't know. I just feel like she 
has also been like very open about her journey with like you know gender discovery and stuff and she just says that drag kind of like let her know who she like really was on the inside and I don't know I think that I think that drag does that for everyone who does drag which is great and I just love her so congratulations to her and she won two hundred thousand dollars that's a lot of money and then some and then some because if you win if you're in the top two this season and you won the lip sync then you get ten thousand dollars oh so I think she won $240,000 altogether. Hmm, good for her. Yeah, that's crazy. And isn't she the first two-time winner? Yes. Yeah. I saw that. I think, well, I mean, because, like, anyone would have been the first two-time winner because <laughs> all these people were winners from... True their regular yeah seasons. i guess that's less of an accomplishment because it had to be one of them but yeah. still she's the first <laughs> yeah true and i hope that she's the only like i don't really want another all winners season like this was good this was enough like a lot of fan favorites came back and raja came back who we haven't seen since season three so yeah we got to know the vivian who won season one of uk drag race so overall, it's like a really good season. I really, really enjoyed it. And I haven't enjoyed Drag Race in a long time. Yeah, I feel like, like you're always like, eh, I'm behind, whatever. Well, <laughs> it's just got to be like very like predictable. Like I know what kind of drag queens are going to be there. Like there's going to be like the creepy queen, like the campy queen, the comedy queen, the look queen, the queen that like isn't really sure of herself. Like she's probably going to win it all anyways. Like I just like already know how it's going to play out. Mm-hmm. like we're going on season 15 so like understandable but right. i don't know i feel like i feel like drag race needs like a break like they need to switch to like once a year or something I feel like it's getting too much <laughs> it is too much and they make the seasons longer and longer every year i feel like like season 14 was on for like i think seven months or something six oh months. my god yeah because they just keep like not sending people home or like they like don't send people home for like how many weeks at the at a time in the beginning and just like it's old so i'm like i'm over it right and it definitely i feel like it needs a little freshening up <laughs> i think so too like i really really love the format of it i really like the familiarity of it at the same i mean you know even though i just said like i can kind of predict what's going to happen but I think that at the same time, like it does need, it needs a little bit of a revamp. Like we need to redo the workroom or something. We need to bring in new challenges because every challenge is the same too. Right. I feel like if they, if they make it once a year instead of like twice, it would give Mm -hmm. them like room to try out more things and to really think about it and like workshop things, you know? Yeah. And I also think a smaller cast, like no more than 12 people. Well, how much are on it now? Like 14 or 15. Okay. And I just feel like it's a lot. Like 10 to 12 like, is good. Right. I feel like it's good for shows to like, I get why they start doing two, like all these reality shows, like The Voice, American Idol, they like, they start off really strong and they're like, okay, let's get more popular. So they do two seasons a year and then everyone gets sick of them. <laughs> right. And I mean, you know, I mean, there is something to be said that RuPaul's Drag Race is 
going on its 15th season and that's incredible and so many people are like so many new viewers are tuning in and watching it but like we do need to change it up a little bit we need to change right. up the formula right i don't know we'll see uh vh1 contact me if you want some new fresh ideas because i do have some actually <laughs> <laughs> all right that is all that we have for today I don't know why I said it like that, but whatever. You can follow us on Instagram at popping off about pop culture. You can listen to us anywhere you stream podcasts. Give us a five-star rating anywhere you can do that. Um, leave us a comment, like, subscribe, tell your friends, tell your family, tell a stranger on the street, and go stream Renaissance for yeah. the thousandth time if you have to, because I'm about to. I really am. <laughs> do it we'll see you guys or we'll talk to you guys next week bye see ya